Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Hey everyone, Josh here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Have you been to our website, fearscapepodcast.com? There you can check out our store with all of our awesome t-shirts, check out guests that have been on the show, listen to the podcast directly on the website, even donate and help us bring you awesome content. Please consider supporting us, fearscapepodcast.com. Hello there, my name is Sam. And I'm the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And we're the hosts of The Antagonists, an all-villain podcast. You can join us every other Thursday for a new episode as we discuss all of your favorite villains from books, movies, and more. Are the villains you love to hate really as wicked as they seem? Tune in and find out. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or join us over on fearscapemedia.com. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms, ghosts, cryptids, aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 100th episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Crowd noises. It was not a real audience. That was me and the people on the show today because I didn't feel like editing anything in there. Woo! Uh, no, Woo! thank you guys so much for tuning in to the 100th episode of Fearscape. I am joined, as always, by my very unaged co-host, Mr. Joshua Abraham Rutledge. What up, dog? That is a very applicable uh, description. I do not age. I am forever young. You yeah. are forever young. I want to <laughs> be forever young. Under seven seconds. It doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, I love that your name, um, your initials is Jar. Yeah. You, you store a lot of knowledge. So I just think that's <laughs> pretty. That's and pretty, if you drop me on the floor, I might break. This so, is you know, true. you are very fragile, fragile. Um, but no special, special, special days, guys, special times, because not only do we have Josh on the show with me as usual, but we have two very, very, very special guests uh, joining us for the 100th episode. Two of our favorite people in the whole world. First, I want to introduce Mr. Santa. 
Santosh. What up, Santosh? You seem to happy be to be here. Congratulations, like, guys! Thank you. You seem to hang around us like a very beautiful tumor. We love it. You're just kind of stuck Aww. on us, and we don't want to get rid of you because, you know, I will happily suck your nutrients. Thanks. <laughs> I, want, I would like you to attach to my brain and tell me that. Uh, I don't know. Give me all your knowledge. So. Do you know? Do you know what I like best about you? Hmm. Your cerebrospinal fluid. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I knew I had a loosey goosey back. <laughs> hey, what, what was that? It was like an MTV cartoon back in the nineties. The head. About the, the alien that lived in the dude's head. Yeah, the head. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a big old head, like our yeah. next guest, Herman's head. <laughs> That is probably the worst way you can introduce me. <laughs> One of Best the original ever. founders and our old co-host of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast, Mr. Brad McQuarrie. What is up, Beezilla? Many hellos to everybody. Congratulations, boys, on uh, not killing each other yet. Hey, thank you. that 100. Hey, thank you. You're a big part of the first... Ugh, excuse me. <laughs> Just the first... Yep, that's how excited I am <laughs> to have you on the show again. Uh, no, I mean, you're a part of this hundred. I mean, you were a good, good part of the first half, man, and we couldn't be here without you. So thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, you're, you're welcome. The next 100, I will just vanish into the night. Oh, please. <laughs> and then come back like 2,000 years later like a thief in the night. Christian reference. You guys didn't <clears throat> oh, no, go on with that oh, one, but okay. I Anyways, thought you were going to be forever young 100. again. Josh, we look pretty good for 100, man. Uh, yeah, I don't. If we were doing an episode a year, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but you're unaged, so it doesn't matter. I was 12 That's when true. we started this thing. So, um, But no, we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about all sorts of history and fun and just what we've been up to for 100 episodes and where we've been, what the show's gone through. And we've even got some friends that have uh, sent us some um, happy hundredth episode messages that we wanted to share with you guys. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And we thank you to everyone who sent those to us. It was really cool. Um, but we'd love for you two, Brad and Santosh to join us on our segments. And our first segment is the psychic word of the week. And now the psychic word of the week. That's right. Psychic Word of the Week is where I pull from the book, The Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary by June G. Blitzer, PhD. Rest in peace, honey bear. I love you and miss you, and I never even knew you. Um, But this book is a fantastic book filled with all kinds of psychic words, and I flipped through the pages, and I landed this time on T, and the first phrase (laughs) that I saw was a very sounding cool one and needs to be the lost uh, art form of Avatar, which is Time Bender. Ooh, I love that. Could you imagine a time bender on Avatar? That would be so cool, man. Um, So what time bender says is it looks like we have uh, two definitions here. The first one is parentheses by the word dreams. It says psychic experience during sleep that shows the dreamer a past life scene or a future life scene can be distinguished from a dream because the scene shows authentic scenery and dress code and it is easy to recall. Number two says any psychic experience that goes forward or backward in time. So okay, prophecy that first one is, dope. is part of that. It, it said prophecy was a part of that. So what being, about the what, what about the dream where you live a whole life in the dream? That's I, it's neither future nor past. It's just 
alternate. I don't know. I don't know that that would be a time bender then as much as a dimensional bender. Yeah, dimensional. Okay, yeah, no, you solved it for me right there. You're also, um, <laughs> just for anybody else who might be confused about how a time bender would fit into the blue people who live on the planet where the unobtainium is, um, that's not the avatar that Stefan is talking <laughs> oh, about. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the last airbender. airbender yeah. The better of the avatars. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a time bender. But yeah, no, uh, pretty cool. I mean, it, it showed in the bottom there that um, a synonym, of course, would be profit. So that technically a profit is a time bender because it didn't actually show someone as moving through time, like as how I kind of would have perceived it almost like a traveler, but just being able to see images of the future or the past. Uh, clearly like that in dream or with or just as a prophecy is considered a time bender so just an alternate name for prophet i think is kind of cool or toff mastered metal bending and earth bending mm -hmm. and, and we tell time with quartz crystals so then do you think it would come through from the earth, oh. earth bender lineage man yeah. it might yeah it will then it then again the airbenders are better linked to the spiritual realm which may have a better <laughs> Better touch to the time. This is true. I think we're having a wave particle true. discussion right now. Right. And also, don't forget, <laughs> Earth does fit because the sands of time. Oh, there it is. Like, oh, like, but, yeah. but time flows like water. Hold on. Ooh. Like sands through an hourglass. Only thing that don't fit are these are the episodes of old firebenders. <laughs> they stupid old firebenders. They just peter out real quick. That's it. But a, but a real thought, people that do experience this time-bending phenomenon in the dreams, I wonder if they get deja vu more often than others. Uh, possible. I mean, that is one theory for deja vu, that you've seen it in your dreams before. So Those, those feel different to me, though, when I know I've I dreamt agree. it before yeah. in a deja vu. Yeah, that, yeah. that quick flush head feel. And mm. also wonder how many people who experience know. time shifts in a dream recognize them as time shifts. You best recognize the wrong. Normally, it's Stefan clapping in the corner to end the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in every dream. Your poor dreams. And like all of a sudden, your like background dream music changes, and you're like, "What? Why am I at Disney World now?" Lance comes out out of nowhere. Yep. 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 Well, all right. Well, that was our psychic word for the week, aka time bender. So, uh, yeah, that I mean, it just sounds like a cool uh, novel idea as well. So. You can't steal that. It's recorded. Like novel as honey a bear, or like a book, book. like a, like a book. Okay. I mean, it's it is also a novel idea. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so let's, go, let's move on. Let's get into spooky news because I have a little something that connects spooky news with something Brad and I covered a while ago. So let's get into spooky mm. news. So this week on Spooky News, we have from Yahoo.com, um, and it says, the headline says, Ozzy Osbourne, of course, our favorite metal rocker, blames uh. year of hell on haunted doll. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne and son Jack are regretting acquiring the creepy doll, Robert the Doll. Now, Why? you are a longtime listener of the show one of our very first episodes brad i think it was like episode seven or something it like was that. early on because you covered insulting. i did and uh i we covered robert the doll and i even 
I even mailed Robert the doll a letter to apologize. And he mailed it right back. And I found it <laughs> underneath my couch. Like a couple weeks later, no envelope, no stamp, no nothing, just a folded piece of paper. I'm like, what's this? And it was the letter that I sent Robert. I still have it. Because you didn't mail it. No, I did mail it the first time. That was the thing. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if Sarah did this or Brad came over the house and did this or what, but I just... <laughs> I'm still a little freaked out by it, and so I have it. It's it's gonna be in my Zach Baggins museum. So, <laughs> did you get a tracking number from your mail? No, it was just a stamped letter. I'm not like, doing a tracking on a freaking letter to Robert the doll. Hey, I sent this letter <laughs> to a doll in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, can you go ahead and get that hooked up for me? Um, but no, this is very interesting because uh, 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 let me read the story. Let me read the story. So uh, Ozzy Osbourne says he's blamed his year of misfortune, which, you know, he had to cancel his big concert that Sarah and I were supposed to go to. They were performing with Megadeth because he got real sick um, and he got uh, something else happening, he, like fell down and broke his hip. Now, granted, he's like 100. But um, but yeah, he says he blames his year of misfortune on a doll he believes to be haunted. The Black Sabbath rocker was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease last year, if that's what it was, and underwent spinal surgery following a fall at his home, makes the claim on their family's new reality TV show, The Osbournes Want to Believe, which I'm all about watching this. Because if you haven't watched Ozzy and Jack travel the country or whatever that show is, where him and Jack get in an RV and just go camping. <laughs> They're going to be the first people ever to get abducted on live TV. It's ridiculous, <laughs> dude. And I totally believe that, by the way. Um, but the show sees his son, Jack, 34, trying to persuade Ozzy, 71, and mom, Sharon, 68, and sister, Kelly, to believe in the paranormal, including ghosts, UFOs, fairies, and werewolves. One episode sees Jack produce a doll named Robert that he reveals is the original doll that inspired the Chucky movies. Jack says, so the actual story of Robert the doll is that it is cursed by the spirit of his owner. If you disrespect him, make fun of him, take a picture without asking or even handle him, you will be cursed and terrible things will happen to you in your life. So Ozzy then respectfully throws the doll to the floor saying you think oh. it's an effing joke it's bad luck i keep telling you you keep thinking it's effing not but just look at what i'm saying just look at what has gone on with me and you think it's a joke look 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 at me it ain't bad luck no you shouldn't have effed around with robert all along when we first went to that place the guy told us that people would buy them and send them back because things would go wrong in their life and jack says well i had a great year after that i got divorced and just, so -ching. Way to go, jack and ozzy originally bought robert the doll during the series uh ozzy and jack's world detour that's the one i was talking about in 2018. jack finalized his divorce uh two years uh later and Ozzy recently said he has been through a year of hell admitting he thought he was dying after his surgery. He said, there was a point I was convinced I was dying. I was in so much pain and misery, I thought they were all hiding it from me. Um, he had hurt his neck and all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, so he completely blames it on buying that doll, which I didn't know you could buy Robert the doll. I like, I thought he was like, the whole thing was that he was posted up in his house in Florida and like- He was uh, in a museum. Well, well, and I, also, I see the museum, he so. belongs in a museum. Also, they just went into the back and got another one and put it back out in the museum. So. <laughs> hey, I still, I, Ocean's I believe 11 with that would not surprise me. Robert would still be like, mm -hmm, I'm going to get you anyways. 
maybe Robert doesn't matter what the doll is, just it has to be in that spot. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, I'm willing to, I bet you they do. And I don't think we looked into this, Brad, when we did the show, whether or not they sh- they sell, um, like, uh, little dolls that are reminiscent of it or not. No, no they more put it on the people with heart attacks. They could put a Teddy Rupskin, Rupskin, whatever. It's Rupskin. <laughs> Rupskin. <laughs> they could put a Teddy in there. And then, have you ever spun on you know, a Rux before? Be possessed. So it's not um, the physical Robert. It's the essence of Robert. That right. It's the essence um, of Robert. So I'm going to. Which would the- make a good beer name, by the way. Oh, I'm working yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Santosh, you've had the essence <laughs> of Robert before, haven't you? Uh, multiple. <laughs> Robert Allen. Um, so <laughs> 300 at one time. <laughs> 300 at one time. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, so I'm going to do one more quick spooky news story. Keep it up with another rocker, um, a pop star this time. Uh, this one comes from etcanada.com. Uh, the headline reads, Miley Cyrus details extraterrestrial experience. So uh, Miley Cyrus opens up about an alleged encounter she had with extraterrestrial life. Cyrus caught up with uh, Rick Owens for a conversation published in Interview Magazine. Uh, the, the two broached the topic of extraterrestrial life, leading Cyrus to share an experience that she said left her shaken for like five days. Um, she says, I was driving through San Bernardino with my friend and I got chased down by some sort of UFO. I'm pretty sure about what I saw, but I'd also had just recently bought some weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop. So it could have been the weed wax. <laughs> but the best way to describe it to her. you is a flying snow plow. She said, I had this big plow in the front and it was glowing yellow. She said, I did see it flying and so did my friend, but she didn't take the weed wax. <laughs> oh, she is a treasure. She is a treasure. So she says there were a couple other cars on the road and they also stopped to look. So I think what I saw was real. Um, she further elaborated on what she believes she saw and how it interacted with her. She says, I did see a being sitting in the front of the flying object. She said, it looked at me and we made eye contact. And I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. But you're so right to say that it's a form of narcissism to think that we're the only things that could be in this vast universe. So uh, Miley Cyrus, as usual, shooting off with the craziest shit while dropping it, keeping it real at the end, as usual. <laughs> so you got to give it to her. But I love she's like, I mean, it could be this weed wax we got in front of the <laughs> truck somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> love Miley. What is national <laughs> treasure? What is weed wax? It's pretty much straight up THC. Yeah, it's it's a concept. It's just another delivery system. There's so, butter you know and chatter and all different and kinds like that. Well, these are those wax lips we used to have. Shut the hell up! But it's got weed in it. So I was can... told to keep it PC. So I will tell you later, Josh, about <laughs> dabbing. <laughs> dabbing. <laughs> yeah, not not dabbing with the this one move. Yeah, no i mean this one pg-13 i've only dabbed <laughs> once i met the aliens so but anyways <laughs> that is spooky news let's go ahead and get into our uap sighting of the week
All right, Josh, so we are going to look at our UAP sighting of the week that's unidentified aerial phenomenon as that is becoming the new word over UFO uh, here in the biz. Uh, so what do we got this week? Where, where are we pulling this from? Uh, this comes from uh, Juneau, Alaska. Do you, do you say it all super <laughs> French? Juneau. Juneau. Alaska. Yes, I do. Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how would you just Juno? Juno. Very nice. Juno. Very nice. That's brown. Right, so we got it's Juno, almost like Alaska. You're seeing Juno? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah, Juno, Alaska. Uh, near Juno Airport, a flying object that seemed to change shape to triangle, to saucer, to solid, glowing bright yellow sphere seemed to move in a circular fashion as if covering or searching an area has shown itself only at night and blinks before not being seen till almost the same period of night around 12 p.m. to 1.45 a.m. Uh, it has an ominous way of appearing completely on the blind side of the eyes in a matter of seconds and has what seems to react to people and numbers of cameras. Please help. I do not know what this is. Very, very cool indeed. Very, very cool. So it's the piece about the blind side of the eyes. It's almost like, you know, like we've talked about numerous times about how you think you see something out of the corner of your eye, but mm -hmm. you're not really sure. And, you know, that happens all the time. <clears throat> Sometimes I do it and I, I almost think it's like my glasses are. Oh, I catch something. stuff in my glasses all the time. But I wonder if that person was on weed wax or not. I don't know. Now, now I, I used to question it being Starlink all the time, but now I'm like weed wax. I was going to make a joke about ocular migraines. It sounds like an, a, the onset of an ocular migraine to me. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. But it's yeah. what happened to me, a weird glowing shape that sort of took over yeah, my no, entire Trisha, field of vision. My yeah. sister, my sister used to say it because when she got migraines, that was exactly what happened is that she had these like dark shadows um, covering and they kind of like almost blinded her eventually. And that's how we found mine, out that she she was getting migraines. Mine start out as uh, little geometric shapes in my vision mm -hmm. and then slowly grow larger and larger geometric shapes until they completely block out my vision. Mm -hmm. I've so. never had one where it's blocked out my entire vision, but I definitely get a ton of ocular migraines. God. Well, now as soon as I as soon as I think I've got one coming, I like I take Advil or something right away to try now, to stop it from happening. Let's play this game. What if that is a sign of not being able to handle? Yeah. What your what what is trying to show itself to you? Ah, uh, like the high pitched audio mm -hmm. frequencies, you know, being we, just. We Slightly talk a off. lot about um, extraterrestrials or ultra-terrestrials using um, your mind as a way to show themselves to you that it's more um, holographic, so to speak. Um, and what if what if that is? That's like a click. You're, so next time you get an ocular migraine, try to see if we can focus, you know, and look around, see if you can catch something. Well, I noticed that uh, typically whenever I get an ocular migraine, it is preceded by a ringing in my ears. Mm. I mean, I definitely get the ringing in my ears too, which I've heard that uh, tinnitus is a sign, another sign of like abduction and things. I think, like it's, that. I think it's pronounced tinnitus, not tinnitus. No, nope, it is actually mm -hmm. pronounced tinnitus. Mm -hmm. It is incorrectly pronounced tinnitus. 
Trust me, I got you. I'm going <laughs> to. Tinnitus. We're you remember, Santosh, when we went to that Reiki share at Wittershins, mm-hmm. and uh, that one lady, she was the nurse there, and she was telling us because uh, she had it, and she was just like, I hate that everyone calls it tinnitus. It is pronounced tinnitus. <laughs> but everyone pronounces it tinnitus, so it's probably one of those now where the dictionary is like, it could be pronounced either way, like opossum and possum. Are the same. I never want to hear you make fun of me for trying to correct people to chakra ever again after no, that rant no, you just I gave. Even used, <laughs> I even corrected Josh, and I hate it. Ah. I hate it. Because now when I hear it, I'm like, oh, you're one of those. When I hear chakra, <laughs> you've made me pretentious. <laughs> yes! That's all I'm, I ever wanted. I'm not even... Raise in- that snoot high. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, all of that, <laughs> all of that being said, um, I mean, there are definitely, uh, I was telling somebody today that it seems like if, if COVID and all this crap with the election wasn't happening, more people would be focused on the plethora of UFO related news that has been the last it's six months. Insane. The amount of UFO related news. And then the fact that we now have that new um, task force from the Navy, yeah. Um, all of that stuff. It's absolutely insane. I mean, almost every major government around the world has released some kind of official statement saying, you know, the craft aren't theirs. I mean, it's basically, mm-hmm. it's, it's the closest that we're going to get this year to like a worldwide disclosure. Yeah. I just posted about it last night. Saudi Arabia has now come out and said that they see tons and tons monthly and they are now putting together a task i mean it's just every country is starting to come out uh, you know the the first world countries are coming out and saying this so very very interesting thank you for that josh but i'm excited because man we got four people who <laughs> definitely are uh, embraced by the paranormal um and we are just you know days after halloween here and so that veil is still thin and so let's move right into creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup y'all it's creepy oh brad that's my favorite theme you can suck it baby oh I just I just mute it in my own headphones and then I, I go about my business and I come back when I think it's over. <laughs> I'm gonna play it through the entire creepy cast. <laughs> just in the background. Only when you talk. Only when you talk. Hey, to be fair, to be fair, as much as I hated it, it works. It does because it's catchy. It works. It, uh, it's, it's creepy just, catchy. It's it's I'm there. creepy and crawly. All right. So who would like to go first? Who's got some creepy catch up for us? Cool. Uh, I I was gonna mention something. When All right, Josh, Brad. When you guys right, Brad. About, what you got? Uh, What's your creepy catch up? Okay, cool. Just rush me. Rush me through my creepy catch up. I know you guys were talking about uh, ocular migraines, and I've been noticing lately when I have them, I go into a dark room, I'll start seeing like flash visions. Like I close my eyes and I'll see like I'll see a face, I'll see a place, I'll see a color, I'll see shapes. Flash vision, like, so like Barry Allen and Wally West. Yes, yeah. he's literally looking through all the them. speed force. What didn't you get about that? <laughs> it's Duh. actually, it's actually all of them as a flash mob in his vision. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's <laughs> constantly proposing to him. Careful, they get it. Careful, that's that's reverse flash. 
But no, it's really cool because I thought that was just me that experienced those. So knowing that's like not unusual, I'm going to start paying more attention to those. Because yeah, of you, I'm going to run into a closet next time I have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you ran out of one a long time ago. So. Long time. I want to see what it looks like. Uh, I do. Um, I do but, have a, an actual creepy catch up. Oh, now yeah. this one, nope. I told you about this one, Stefan, where I woke up in the middle of the night. I had like these six large scratches, three on each side of my shoulders. I don't know if you recall those or not. I do. I do. Um, I finally was able to debunk that and figure out what it was. Oh, you debunked it. So I did. uncreepy ketchup. It's I'm uncreeping the ketchup. Uh, <laughs> so turning it back into a tomato. When you do squats and stuff like that in the gym, the pressure on your shoulders can leave like deep indentions on your shoulders from the fabrics. And that's really? what it was. Yep. Because the next week, the night after I did uh, squats and like leg work, I looked in the mirror and there were those same scratches again. But didn't you have a dream that went with it or? Oh yeah. I did have a night hag the night before. I don't know if that did it or not where I had my first night hag where the Maybe lady you in white deadlifting actually a night appeared. Hag. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I'm not afraid Is of deadlift it? no night hag. I mean, it's always a deadlift when it's a night hag, right? You were yeah. deadlifting Cappy and Jimmy undeadlift, from please. Hocus Pocus. Can we, can we? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my night hags have started coming back, so I'll I'll report more of those as they have. Well, I mean, look where we are in the year. Like I said, I mean, the veil has been thin, you know, and it, it's it's going to stay thin for the a lady little while. in white has been very present. She's even been making herself appear like in the middle of the day. Like I'll just see her out of the corner of my eye. Like it's interesting because mm-hmm. I was talking to my sister because you know she's like, well, isn't Christmas like the happiest time of the year? And I'm like, no, think <laughs> about it. Why do you think there are ghost stories at Christmas? Because the damn veil is still thin. And she's like, oh my god. Oh my I god, mean, you are so right. I mean, wouldn't it? I would think that the veil would be thin for a long time, like even even into maybe January or February, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it'll continue on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to yeah. think about it. I mean, it's it, it's. What if it's slowly. due to the di- disruption of the solar rays? So that's why there's less interference in the winter than there is in the summer. It absolutely could be. I like that better than saying, "Oh, it's because it's night and the spirits like night." Um, but no, I like that. That yeah, maybe the the solar rays. <laughs> I hear that. Who is that person you just channeled? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say her name, but it's my wife. Um, uh, I'm just it is not. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you... There's that idea that maybe it's moonlight, you know, that could... Uh, if we look at it as, like, dimensional shifting, right? If we could look at it like two worlds phasing. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, it could just be the position of the Earth where it is, and it's it's nearer something or other who knows i don't i don't freaking know there's some some holographic projector that's out there by some alien race <laughs> and when we get close i don't know. i don't know i exist background in the simulation I exist. Yeah. all right uh so i'll go next um was that it brad i didn't want to jump on you there but that's the a b c d e f yep it's you all right. Um, but yeah, so uh, I have recently moved to Phoenix, of course. Uh, most people know that by this point. So, and I surprisingly had uh, a number of things happen to me along the way um, out here. So uh, one of the, the first things was uh, while we were driving, we went to um, one of our, so I guess it was our second stop was Elk City, Oklahoma. And so it was a, a stop on Route 66. And um, there was this one point where I'm kind of standing outside. Uh, I was walking my dog out by the this motel that was there from the 50s. That's where we stayed called the Flamingo Inn. And uh, so like, I just like blinked. And for like half a second, like, I swear, I just saw like 
1950s, 60s cars, people, things moving. I, it was audible, like I could kind of hear it. But I mean, it was like a split second. I blink again and it was kind of gone. And I was like, oh, I just must have projected a little harder onto my eyes than usual. Though I think about my first ghost experience with my Aunt Kathy, where I blinked and saw her, blinked and she was gone. So I'm like, man, now I'm going to be like, blink, blink. Come on, see something. Blink, 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 blink. Uh, but anyway, here's a question. Huh? Here's a question for you. Yeah. Are you seeing ghosts of those things or are you seeing in past? It's like, is it time vision? Yeah. Are you a time I, bender? I think I was a time bender. <laughs> I'm going to go with time bender because it seemed more like um, residual. So it definitely didn't feel like that because later that later the next day we went to the route 66 uh, museum there and it's also their little area called old town um, and the whole thing is connected so not only did you go into the route 66 museum but you get to go into the the very first church that was built there the very first house all i mean everything it's all the original stuff and um man there were like Sarah and I were in one of the rooms and she walks out. She's like, Ooh, native American stuff. And she goes into the native American room and I'm in this like cowboy room, man. And all of a sudden like this, like this set of boots that were up there, one of them just goes and it's sitting on a flat plane of glass. Like it's not like it was leaning or anything like that. Just one of the boots just falls over. Um, and then like we go into, uh, we go into they so I have they have an old caboose that was there from the 1800s, um, sitting next to the train station, and you can climb in and go into the train car. And as I'm coming down the stairs, I feel somebody push me. Classic, they man, ghosts love pushing me. Push me, I almost fall down the damn stairs, and I knew it wasn't Sarah because she went down first. I didn't even tell her. What else happened? So how come <laughs> when when you go into these like we go to the museum? Did you find the people who operate and say, hey? What ghost stories have there been for this place? No. So this is like all outdoors. It's like mostly outdoors. Ah, Um, And they had one person working and she was at the very, very beginning. Like there's like many different buildings and you have to have like a access code to get into each one after you pay your admission and stuff like that. So there was only like one person there and uh, we had the dog out in the car because it was kind of a last minute thing. So it started getting (laughs) hot and we were like, let's just go because, yeah, I did want to talk to them. And I guess I should just I should email them. You're absolutely right. Um, but anyways, so then because I'm, get... I'm wondering if that, if that boot thing has ever been reported before, you know? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm definitely going to hit them up. So, uh, so yeah, so that was interesting. And then we get to New Mexico to Albuquerque. And this one is, uh, interesting. And I shared this with you, Josh, and two of our friends, I get up there and Sarah and I are hiking uh, on top of, uh, Sandia crest, uh, in the woods back there. And we see this giant footprint and it's like three, four inches longer than my foot and three inches circumference wider than mine. And it's a pretty deep indentation. I mean, it's probably three inches deep and it had rain the night before. It straight up looked like a Sasquatch. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, it looked like a Sasquatch footprint. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to our two, um, Sasquatch buddies, uh, Wayne and uh, Joe Perdue. Um, and uh, they both have been kind just of looking clarification, at clarification, they're not Sasquatch. Just No, they are not Sasquatch. They are Sasquatch hunters. <laughs> um, and, uh, but yeah, they, you know, we talked about, we took some look and I, you know, I was like, well, is it a bear? But I thought bear prints were more rounder. This was definitely long, like a, 
like almost like a human footprint. Um, and it definitely had five toes in the front, but they definitely looked kind of sharp. Um, so it was really interesting. And uh, Sarah, of course, wanted to leave because it, it was cold. I mean, when you get up on top of the mountain, it's, it's like 30 degrees colder and the wind was blowing. And so I didn't have a chance to like put my foot in it and take a picture, but I did get a picture of it, but that doesn't tell you the size of it. So I feel kind of bad about that. But they did tell me there are um, certain Native American lore in that area for Sasquatch. And I'd heard that before that there have been sightings of Sasquatch uh, in um, Cibola Forest. So I don't know, that was, that was really, really interesting. And um, real quick, the last one that I have for you is here. Um, or no, two, two. So uh, oddly enough, my sister and I um, are having a conversation because I get to see my sister now all the time. Um, and, you know, for listeners who know, she's super into paranormal and stuff like that. And uh, she's like, oh man, you know, I love your show and blah, blah, blah. She's like, but I just got to be honest with you. I'm like, what? She's like, I just don't believe in aliens. I was going to tell you right that right. I'm like, Trisha, you see spirits and talk to the damn dead. How is she not going to believe? I said, but aliens are out of your realm of belief? And she's like, it just sounds dumb. <laughs> I was like, are you shitting me right now? Like, really? Maybe I've she, never known this. Well, maybe she needs some wax weed. Yeah, I know. Well, and especially because, you know, you people listen to the show know that what? I believe I was abducted Sweet. when I was a kid. Well, <laughs> Trisha was with us when that happened, but she has no memory of, you know, as I, I just think that I was abducted. You know, I never, I don't have proof, but there, you know, it was two days missing from that memory. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, the, the, the point to that is, is that we're driving and I look over and there's this huge, bright white light. And I'm like, mm-hmm, Trish, what is that? She goes, it's a light. And I was like, yes, I know it's a light. I was like, but what is it? She's like, well, it's an airplane. I said, it's not an airplane. I said, where's the red and green lights? There are no other lights. Where are they? There's nothing. And I said, it's been sitting there for five minutes. I said, we've been driving and it has not moved. She's like, well, then it's a light on top of the mountain. I said, they ain't got no damn lighthouse on top of a mountain. I said, look, there's all the lights on top of the mountains. They're all red or white flashing lights and they're small. This thing was huge. I mean, like, uh... I would say like, half the size of the moon, like, like maybe Ven like Venus, Venus, bigger, bigger than that, bigger than that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, probably like um, when the moon is the furthest away, when we see it about half that size, like it was a pretty big sized, bright, white, round light. And I was like, it's not moving, Trish. Where is it? And she's like, well, it's a and, and she's just fighting me on it. She's like. You just don't want to accept the truth that it's a light on top of the mountain. And so when we got to her house, I could find nothing that showed that there's a light on the mountain. And of course, the next night when we're driving, there's nothing there. I said, where's that light on the mountain? She goes, well, I told you it was a plane. And I'm like, oh, whatever, we're done here. Um, but it sat there. I mean, when I was at her house, it was there for a solid hour. I mean, before I went to bed, I kept going out to check and look, and it was still just sitting there. So Did you use all your apps? Yeah, I did. There was no plane. Like I checked, there was no plane yeah. coming in. I mean, because I showed her the other direction. I'm like, you can see the planes coming in right now. Look how different that looks. And, uh, but yeah, she, did, she didn't want to hear it. I was the crazy one all of a sudden. Go talk to your dead people. <laughs> so <laughs> finally, the last one is Santos, you will understand this. I have a ghost cat in this new apartment. Hey! Oh my gosh. It has been a long time since I've had a ghost cat, but I cannot tell you how many times I have felt the cat 
jump up. I have two cats jump up on the couch, snuggle next to me to look over, to see nothing there, to be laying in bed, to feel the cats jump up, nothing there, rub up against your leg, cats are in the bed sleeping, um, even to the point where Leia was laying on the couch. And this girl, she never growls unless she's fighting Kylo. Well, Kylo's passed out asleep on the other chair and she's looking down at the floor and she just goes, like and i'm like oh god but it's down so i'm like she's looking at that ghost cat like who is you <laughs> the only thing i could think of because she is a non-aggressive cat it was so funny and she was just lit dude i mean growling like you gave her a hunk of steak or something so but yeah i got a ghost cat i like them they're they're fun i haven't had one since we lived on fourth street in louisville so but yeah that's my long ass creepy catch up but i've been traveling for two weeks so who's who's next oh well, you actually you actually have you actually have more i know i was waiting to share that with you so i was gonna let that be i don't know if if i want if i want to go next or santosh if you have anything you want to go um hers on stefan like since you came over and i caught him about to get you oh i forgot about that yeah (laughs) right and i was like what what's going on here um sitting on my chair so that means he would have had to okay i guess let me just out myself uh he is a stuffed fake white weasel i won him in a vending machine years ago and he he is like my comfort animal like this i adore this animal, thing <laughs> he is, well i've trained him up i've actually yeah. like initiated him into reiki and some other things as well mm-hmm. he's his own he's his own defense mechanism right okay so stuffed animal whatever you want to call it sitting in my computer chair looking at me as i wake up like i wake up like so that means that he would have had to fallen off the bed and over three feet to get into the chair upright or i had to black out and place him there somewhere that i don't normally like black out an entire experience of doing that look i've been like i've been to your house last time and like i saw him. he almost got you he did he was sitting at the end of the bed and i went and sat on the other end of the bed and i'm turning around talking to santosh who's out in the dining room area blah 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 for like five minutes i turn and look to my right and he is up on a pillow in my face (laughs) he traveled from all the way on the other side of the bed to get in my face like bitch get out my bed like i was like uh but he's messed with you before yes he has remember sixth street i think it was Mm -hmm. no 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 it was fourth street i've had him for a while yeah and i just thought that was funny so inanimate objects happen to be moving around me a lot very much in the did i place that there but because i've been in the mode of going did i place that there i've got that extra awareness to go no i didn't because i've been watching what the hell i do because mm-hmm. things have been moving around the house and i just thought that would be funny on your 100th to oh, come out about Curzon and the perfect. fact that he does what he wants to <laughs> he does and i will 100 uh um acknowledge that and and agree with <laughs> that because it has happened to me many a time <laughs> well you all brought up dolls and so and i was like okay well nice, nice. my vending machine weasel is on the move <laughs> i feel like <laughs> i feel like vending machine weasel needs to be an instagram account uh it's my <laughs> next shirt <laughs> it's also a punk band it's also a punk yeah band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it 
that only play, <laughs> copyright. I'm copywriting it right now. That only plays roller rinks. So. All right, Josh, what do you got for a creepy catch up so we can move Oh on? man, I got so much. So, so much. much. Um so I guess we'll go back um I don't know, a few weeks. <clears throat> so with the with the assistance of yourself, Stefan and Santosh, I have been exploring my body. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Brad's so um, happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been exploring my uh, psychic ability, expanding my mind, um, and uh, I've had. Been, I've been trying to, although I've not been consistently great at it, but trying to meditate every morning after I get the you know kids out of the door for school. I'll try to have 30 minutes at least to meditate in the morning. And I've had some pretty intense experiences with those meditations. Um, but even before that, uh, I'm going to go back to the, the last weekend before you moved, Stefan. You came out to the house. We did a big <clears throat> fire in the fire pit. Mm-hmm. Um I recorded we didn't coyotes really... during an Estes session. Like you were under, yeah. there was like a pack of coyotes. And I was like, oh, should I get him out of there? <laughs> well, and then it like talking about auditory things later on in the evening, you know, we recorded uh, or we kept hearing what sounded like uh, knocks, like like Sasquatch knocks off in the mm-hmm. distance. Yeah, we sure um, did. But we did a couple of Estes sessions and I had never done the Ouija board before. Uh, and I, it's like been at my house for months because we kept planning to do it and never did that night. I said, Nope, tonight we're doing it. So, uh, I like rigged up a little table made out of a cardboard box out in the backyard next to the fire. And, uh, we got the Ouija board all set up and, uh, I recorded thermal of our entire experience. We didn't catch anything on thermal, but I thought, you know, what the hell, maybe we'll catch something. Right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so we get started right, and and Stefan wanted to be, in, in you know, incredibly safe about being out there. It's so like you cast the circle and, and all that kind of stuff. I always which do with the Ouija me, board. Try to stay safe, which made me feel better. I'm going to be honest. Um, so just um, like no glove, no love. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Um. So we uh, we we sit down to get started. You know, you kind of explain the how Ouija board works, and you know, you keep your hands on the planchet and all that kind of stuff. So I sit down and and like as soon as we get into it, we we make contact with an individual identifying themselves as uh, uh, Godfrey. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Godfrey. Uh, we did not talk to Godfrey though because like we were moving or, or the planchet was moving, and out of nowhere. The spider crawls onto the Ouija board. First of all, let me tell you, yeah, underneath the planchet. Okay. (laughs) It was not there because I ain't dumb. I already looked for stuff (laughs) because I hate spiders and it had been sitting in a basement for a while. There was nothing there. And we had lights shining on it. We would have seen this giant spider roll up underneath the planchet. I screamed. My chair flew backwards. (laughs) It came from the ether. I mean, okay, I, guys that aren't Stefan, can we please record his girl scream? Because I know you have all heard it too, like his truly frightened girl scream. Can we please make that audio up here? Because call between it the, the three of us. So um, the spider, just for, for those who want, uh, for someone, as we know, people who are terrified of spiders tend to over-exaggerate the size of spiders. 
Um, this sucker so was I as will... big as my head. <laughs> it was about the size of a quarter. No, um, it was but still, than that. It was no, all the, the spread, the leg spread, or the body spread. The bot, the leg spread was no, about the leg size spread of a was fifty. Cent piece. Cents. Fifty cents. Maybe a maybe a maybe a two dollar Canadian dollar. Maybe a two. Was it made um, out of tuning? weed wax? No, it, it was, was not, not made not made oh, out of weed wax. Okay, it had it had partaken in some weed wax recently, but <laughs> it was <laughs> so loco spider. Got yeah. it. <laughs> so it comes anyway. So crawling out from underneath the planchet, crawls across the board. Stefan freaks out and screams, kicks his chair back. And um, Josh also pers- freaked out and screamed. Just go ahead and no, I, I stood up and said, what the hell is that? He's in like, calm, <laughs> in a normal, calm voice. Anyways, Stefan proceeds to knock the spider off the box and stamp it to the to death, um, Murdered it. which hopefully it wasn't a good omen. I don't know. No, but- it was in a circle. He was not allowed. So <laughs> you will suffer the consequences. So anyway, so we after Stefan been calmed down and we thorough thoroughly inspected the box the area around the chairs the the grass everything making sure there was no mm-hmm. additional spiders that could crawl up on the board and scare Stefan to death and it was i'm gonna tell uh, you this right now is it, it was really humid too and so the planchet was really sticking to the board it was it was intense because <laughs> like, so it was so humid. clammy hands and quarter yeah. spiders got yep. it yep so um also a good band name uh, mm-hmm different type of band probably but yeah anyways um so we get back into it uh as you know Stefan says hey once you remove your hands off the planchet that said that particular whoever you're talking with is done so we get back into it and uh, immediately we're going again um i'll try to summarize uh the context that we got but we got um my grandfather showed up uh told me that the dream that I have that I've, I've shared with uh, others on the show about uh, being in the field and staring up at the craft and holding it, uh, something's hand that's standing next to me um, in my grandfather in the experience said that he also had the shared dream and he is actually the person that's holding my hand uh, hmm. in that vision. Yeah. If so you remember um, from, yeah, the, your first episode, right? We talked about, right. That. Yeah. Yeah, we we because I because I just had that dream and and I felt like it was a repressed memory and so right um, and then uh, Santosh has helped me go down that path a little bit more with a, a guided hypnotherapy uh, session. Yep. Yeah. So which uh, it, it'd be interesting to go down that path again, mm-hmm. knowing what you now, know now having this information to see what else I see. So right to see and it's interesting because for you is almost like an ocular migraine, like you couldn't see the image there of who was holding your hand. And so, yeah, I'd love yeah. to see if that's cleared up now. Um, and then, um, so then uh, we asked if, you know, it was really, it was really interesting. Everybody that we or every body may not be the correct term, but every entity we, we just, we interacted with that night. We asked if they could tell us if we were on the right path um, and everybody could say, yes, we asked if they could tell us, the next step in our journey and nobody could tell us that um we got to where we would say um can you give us a hint or a clue to the next step in our journey and that that resulted in some good some good information um oftentimes uh spelling some things out for example anybody who's seen hellier uh we asked what slough was as mm-hmm. it's uh, depicted on the picture from Terry Wrist, 
Um, and we got that the S stands for subterranean and the F stands for foundation. And it's a, uh, it's related to the government, but not directly in the government. And that Terry wrist works for. This yeah. Like foundation. It was some sort of secret, uh, secret underground foundation thingy yeah. or whatever, but it's connected <laughs> to the government, but like through the secret government. Yeah. Through or the like secret it's, layer. Or like it's getting funding from the government. So, yeah. Um, and then we talked to a couple of different, like uh, Bezo was there. Uh, Zero was one of the uh, entities that we talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really good stuff. I mean, uh, I did not want the Ouija session to end. We were getting, it was, it's a lot like an Estes. We were getting so much good information uh, that I wanted to keep going to see what else we could get. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very and informative. Then, it was very informative. Oh, and I'll it, save some for later. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, uh, it's several times in the evening. Uh, we saw a, a shadowy figure uh, in the backyard. Stefan, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you saw when I was doing my Estes session, you saw him kind of standing off like to the distance behind the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were doing your Estes, I saw something walking through the trees. Uh, yep, and then I, that the, same time where I saw the one standing up, I also saw one crawling across your roof. Crawling across the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in time, I looked off in the distance uh you know I've, I've got an acre yard so it's a little ways away to my house and i looked off in the distance between my house and a tree i saw a black figure standing there watching us and, and in all cases i felt like we were just being monitored yeah i never felt like i mean i felt unease because you were under like you had your blindfold on and headset on so it was just me and i was like i'd already heard the coyotes and things like that and so you know i was a little felt uneasy but i never felt in danger i did i felt like they were just observing trying to see if it's okay to show themselves to us is what i felt yeah um the uh uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so just a reminder for everybody, we do ask this a little different than the folks on Hellier do in that we don't ask questions anymore. We just let it run for 20 or 30 minutes and see what comes of whatever. You know, yeah, Stefan channeled like a couple a of times. Yeah, it's like messages, like yeah. those uh, message services at the metaphysical church. Yep. Uh, Stefan channeled a couple of times. That was really cool. We got some really good information on that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it was just a really good night. Uh, we came inside, I think, and did a couple other things, and then uh, it was bedtime. Then you moved and left me alone forever uh, at home. But and then lonely, <laughs> he's Mister Lonely. So moving forward a little bit to my my two experiences that have happened uh, during meditation. So one was um, I had this uh, almost like a. A remote viewing type situation where I was getting glimpses of um, somebody I was as if I was seen through their eyes mm-hmm. uh, somebody that was like in a military convoy and then they went to um, a, an elevator that took them down uh, in like an underground base uh, they went into a locker room I could remember I still remember the detail of the locker room 
Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you talking. About uh, that. They they changed. You know, I had to change clothes. They went to another part of the a facility that had a big, huge yellow door. They had to take everything out of their pockets and stuff and put it into a bin and couldn't take it into that door. When they went through that door, it was like a completely different facility. Um, when they got to the end of that corridor, there was a big pneumatic door that opened up and there was this like cross between like a Yeti and a gray. So I'm a gray Yeti. I'm just an old man. I just, you know, I'm walking. They call me Harold. I'm Harold Henderson. (laughs) Well, when Yetis are green, they're hard to handle. And when they're gray, they're much more reasonable, right? Right, right. Exactly. Depending on their purple shorts. Sometimes they go by Mr. Fix-It and like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so there's this. That's a deep uh, Marvel cut, by the way, Mr. Fix-It. Go ahead and Google that. (laughs) So there's this like tall blonde hair uh, yeti looking things oh. standing there but with like the kind of uh horizontal or or uh, uh diagonal large black eyes i can't imagine so, god it, this is that moment where i wish you had like mad artistic skills so you could draw all this hybrid gray alien yeti sasquatch thing because i because oh, I still see it. Swede. It's an interesting amalgamation of almost all the alien races. He said blonde hair too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's got so Swede it, in there. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's all, uh, and that's the thing. I do wish I had artistic skills because there's so much stuff that I've seen in my head that I wish I could draw. But, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, so then it like, you know, it's like come this way and then we go off into another room. And then he's like, they're waiting for you. And then we get back there and there's all these other different kind of hybrid thing. Like there's, there's this one entity that looks like a cactus on the outside. Like its skin looks like a cactus, but it's Mm. just walking around. The original cactus Jack. Yeah. The original cactus Jack. (laughs) (laughs) It's like cactus Jack and cactar had a baby. I was was being quiet waiting for a cactus Jack reference. Yeah, I know. You're like sitting on that one. (laughs) I wonder if that had anything to do with me moving to Arizona, too, if you think about, um, you know, visions and dreams kind of having subtext. Yeah. To them. So um, anyway, so then what I what I kind of got from that and I this is my own just, you know, whatever, is that I was glimpsing uh, Indrid Cold, um, who was trying to infiltrate this uh, alien cave base. So right, but as which I really thought you were going to say, try to infiltrate you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little different. Um, Uh, Steamy fearscape romance novels coming to you soon. (laughs) Not steamy. It's cold. You're going to be like, hey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Come on. So, um, which which kind of goes along with the Ouija board stuff that we got stuff in, right? Because we got. some information there from um, that that Indrid Cold had been captured and was being right. held and, against his will. And that we and, think that uh, the base is what is what Terry's in charge of. Yeah, right. We kind of put right. those two and two together that Terry Riss may be in charge of that. Right. So um, so that's that one. And then fast forward to yesterday, I think it was. Um, Are you time bending uh, right but, now? No. Okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> My uh, meditation from yesterday, which felt like 15 minutes lasted 50. 
five zero. Um, That's weird. But I with had... my wife, it feels like fifty minutes, but it's only like three, <laughs> according to her. Uh, have you tried the uh, wax weed? Yeah, <laughs> apply it no, directly. I've, I've done a lot of waxing, <laughs> but nothing. <laughs> Anywho, so so anyway, so that meditation uh, yesterday was like um, uh, I got this feeling that the entities that are the lanulosians are actually um, um, plasma type beings. They don't have uh, a defined physical form. Um, they just kind of something about like uh, like gaseous or something along that lines. Or am I thinking of something? Uh, I think I said I think I said globular is what I when I would, typed it to you guys. I'm a yeah, then I'm thinking of something else. We were talking about gaseous like life forms or something. Oh, ha. I remember what it's from. Never mind. Something completely different from a choose your own adventure. Okay. <laughs> it was a fart joke, wasn't it? It was a fart joke. Yeah, my fart came oh. alive and it was like, hey, thanks for letting me out of there. I've been in there a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're just referring to Lumpy Space Princess. <laughs> cool. Now that's a porn I won't watch. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Liar. Anymore. It's what we won't watch anymore. anymore. One time. <laughs> I remember your dark web tour days. <laughs> well, I'm back on the dark web um, looking up alien stuff. And uh, it is. <gasps> Are you really? Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> you know, because we had the three of us had a yeah, conversation we, and I started. We had a, I have been on it. We had a three way and we talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> had a three way and I was in the dark web. <laughs> had it called worse. You <laughs> <laughs> you need to clean your dark web, please. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, I'm going to show you some art later that came out accidentally. No. <laughs> this is this new diarrhea art? Um, no, but it's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Be glad you guys can. That's, co that's right coffee. Now. That's coffee. I'm like, I. Uh, I had to switch mediums. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend um, baby food peas either. Nope. Yeah. All right, Josh, what else you got there? Anything All right, else? anyways. Yeah, just last thing was um, the whole idea. I, I'm really, I'm really uh, been listening to some more Keel and um, uh, just finished up uh, Flying Saucer to the Center of Your Mind. Um and it's it's really a collection of all the stuff that Keel has written. Right, over like the his years. magazine articles and stuff, which some of magazine them articles were in books and some of them turned into books. And there's even stuff in there that like speeches that he gave at various conferences. Right, and things yeah. like that. That's cool. So it's really interesting. Um was this the, a collection or you said one book? It's yeah. one book, but it's, but it's a, a it's it's collection of all the stuff. Within the he, one, yeah, not yeah. one of a collection. Okay. Yeah, and um, one of the things that he talks a lot about, uh, and in fact, it, it led me to, to buy the book, is that Ivan T. Sanderson uh, wrote a book about uh, the UFOs actually being like coming from the sea. And so uh, today, I, I was looking at the terrorist numbers, and I'm like, oh, from Hellier, if you, huh? From Hellier. Yeah, from Hellier. Sorry, mm -hmm. from Hellier. And uh, like the first number is 3,600, for example. If you if you take that and do N36 East 00 and plug it into Google Earth, every single one of the numbers, if you do it, if you break it up like that, go to water. 
except two digits, two two combinations, go to the Sahara, oh. which scientists really believe used to be used to be yeah covered in water. So um, it's just really interesting that all of those numbers on the Earth, except for two combinations, go to uh, go to water, and Very a lot of the interesting, and a lot of that water is in the Arctic regions, which is where a lot of there's a lot of other uh, theories around right yeah that absolutely entry point so anyways that concludes my creepy ketchup next week i'll just have normal week amount of creepy ketchup as opposed to <laughs> i know it's been amount. a while it's been a while um but yeah we'll go ahead and move on from creepy ketchup thank you santosh thank you brad for sharing yours thank you josh um we're going to take a quick break for a quick ad break uh and then as soon as we get back we're going to be talking about all things 100 episode Hey everyone, Ray Robinson here, host of the Unsensitive Podcast. You're probably wondering, what does unsensitive mean? Well, it's a completely made-up word to define a topic that is insensitive to talk about at family gatherings and parties, but you talk about them anyway. It's a podcast that you can send your most clueless family members to save them the embarrassment of asking these questions themselves. New episodes drop every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., part of the Fearscape Media Network. Because quite honestly, what's scarier than facing your own misconceptions about the world around you? Coming to you from nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown. Join Stefan and Lance, the Misters of the Dark, as they review all things horror with their latest victim. <laughs> I mean guest <laughs> new episodes of misters of the dark drop mondays on the fearscape media network all right we are back thank you guys for sticking around for the 100th episode of fearscape paranormal podcast i know this is a double-sized episode but we are so glad that you guys are excited about it like we are um, I'm super pumped to have Brad here today because without him, we would have no fearscape. Um, we, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the origins, Brad, if you'll join me on this. I know, uh, for me, my side of things was, uh, I was running the, um, damn good podcast with my boys, Parker and Rocky, uh, through over at the destination nation network there. And, uh, we were having a really good time. And, um, then Rocky had a baby and life just kind of happened. And, uh, we kind of parted our own ways and I was left, kind of not knowing what I was going to do. I wanted to keep podcasting. I wanted to keep doing improv and stuff like that. And so one of my uh, favorite fans, as well as a student at the time, um, I said, dude, we should start an improv troupe and a podcast. And uh, we did indeed. And uh, we called it Zilla, the podcast, because we were both big, huge Godzilla fans. Brad Zilla, the wrestler name and all that stuff. We just loved it. And we were bigger than life. I think that's what we really kind of decided on was that, you know, everything we do. Yeah, we're we're just bigger than life, man. And uh, yeah, so we started Zilla, the podcast. And so what about on your side of things? How was that for you? Uh, For me, I was just focused on getting to learn improv moving away from wrestling still wanting to do something uh, somewhat in the arts field and then when you had introduced me to the dnn and you know they were looking for podcasts and stuff we're like hey why don't we do just a podcast that's kind of 
I don't really know what idea we were going for. It was just kind of all over the place. Yeah, well, we knew kind of we wanted to kind of keep it in entertainment is what we were looking so yeah, we were talking to like uh, um, like local artists and musicians, and then and we actors, would cover and movies then we were like, we like, like pop culture, so let's do pop culture. We actually yeah, had Josh's brother on, Stuart Rutledge, uh, came on and talked. Oh Star man, he Wars tried to fight us. me on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you don't mess with Stu, man. He got feisty about that. <laughs> But it was all good fun. Yeah, it was good fun. And then we had uh, our friend Eric came on, and somehow mm-hmm. we got talking about ghosts. And he's yeah, not he said a believer. he didn't believe. Yeah, he's yeah. not a believer. And the whole episode ended up kind of being about that. Yeah. And um, that's when I think we both found out that we both have a huge love for paranormal things. Yeah, it was a ride. Uh, we were invited up to Cincinnati to work with them on a. Uh, I think it was Improv Cincy. We did a show with them because uh, they needed some people to play with an SNL guy. Right. And then it yeah. was the it was the drive back that you know we were super tired. We were trying to stay awake, so we just started talking about our creepy experiences throughout life. And we were like, "Hey, you know, Zilla needs a real format. So why don't we actually give it a real format and give it a reason?" And that's right. when we came up with the idea of doing the Goatman episode is our first episode. Right. And this also coincided with um, doing where the Fearscape name came from was our improv troupe, Zilla Entertainment Group. We also mm-hmm. wanted a format for that. And yeah. so we decided to, we created a long form called Fearscape. And that's actually what we called the long form because the show was still Zilla, and, uh, Zilla the podcast. We just started kind of hitting a couple spooky things um but yeah and it was you know a lot of horror movie soundtrack stuff we would get a name of a fake monster from the audience Mm -hmm. and we did this two-man show that i still love doing to this day that we actually taught the people in cincinnati a year later we got went up there and taught them to do it for their halloween show um and so when after the goat man episode we were like we should just do a paranormal show. <laughs> and, and we we also kind of got a cease and desist from uh, from a certain company that said we couldn't use the Zilla name in an entertainment format. Anymore. Right. And so at that point, we were like, well, let's just do a paranormal podcast, you know, and the people at the DNN were like, oh, yeah, a paranormal podcast would be amazing. That would, oh, we don't have one of those. And so we we're like, well, let's just name it after the long form. And so that's where Fearscape was born. And we just easily transitioned our first episode was actually um just a not a rehash but we kind of re-edited um the goat man episode to make it yeah. our first episode um and just kind of changing some intros and outros and things like that while we began some hardcore research <laughs> into oh, waverly man. and bobby mackies and all sorts of craziness um we did vlad the impaler in these early days uh oh we talked about the ammon's demon house which is where everyone discovered how much i hate zach baggins the uh tunguska event was tunguska event and uh we invited um a friend from the dnn who i had met i was guest on i think one of brian barrow's episodes and this is where I met Kelly. Um, she's also an old co-host. Um, much shout out to Kelly, Ghosty. We love you, Ghosty. Um, she came on Ghosty. for an episode, and we absolutely loved the dynamic. And so we were like, hey, Kelly, do you want to kind of like stick around? And uh, so she ended up joining us. 
um yeah, and pretty early on yeah and that's where spooky news came from I mean, it was originally kelly spooky news and uh that's when we started really kind of evolving and and finding out all this stuff but it was going really well brad you were handling all the research um i was handling all the technical marketing and hosting duties and the like and kelly was finding spooky news and we were just having a blast man just having a good time listener stories and again uh, you know, this precursor to the Rutledge family, Stu Rutledge, your brother again, Josh, sent us one of the creepiest listener stories still to this day that um, I've ever heard. And it's absolutely frightening because it was in a church, which is extra frightening to me. So, Oh, I remember that one now. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we had that. And uh, right around that time, um, we were doing pretty well. I mean, we were um, already slowly becoming one of the top dnn podcasts at the time and you know they were right paranormal hits hard pretty pretty easily and so we were doing really well and uh our good friend ed black over at uh 100.9 wchq um comes up to us and uh he hits me up and he says hey so i love your podcast would you consider it to be a radio show and uh, so I talked to you and we talked to Kelly and we realized Kelly was going to be a little, she lived out of town. And so it was going to be too hard to um, nail her down to continue. So you and I said, yeah, we'll do that. We can do this a weekly radio show. And so, yeah, we, we put together what became Fear, Fearscape FM. Um, mm-hmm. And actually our pilot episode, which still has never been released. I'm still hanging on to it for a special thing. Our very pilot episode was uh, on the uh, seal box. Uh, the blue lady oh i forgot all about that episode mm-hmm. yep uh yeah. we felt it was a little slow and we always said we'd yeah. re-record it or because we wanted to kind of speed things up faster for fm and things like that because we were very hammered nailed down to a specific time mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i still have that i might release that at the two year or at the 200th episode but yeah i still have that um on there but yeah they loved it they absolutely loved it and within like a week they were already like let's do this and so we aired every sunday let's get episodes yeah we aired every night at at, uh was it nine nine yeah it was nine p.m 9 p.m every sunday night and we really focused very heavily on local and regional stories mm-hmm. a lot so we we did these great stories where we covered the ghosts of a certain county i mean we covered mead county and uh of course uh jefferson county letcher county all sorts of counties i think man i think we probably did 10 different counties um and we just it man, was quite a few yeah it was great i mean we had a lot of fun doing that man it was absolutely just just a blast being on the radio <laughs> being driving down the street and hearing yourself on the radio it was just so much fun man and then you know at the same time we're recording the podcast as well and we're uh, you know we're having to be two different because we kept the the radio show um pg and we kept our yeah. our podcast as kind of adult not safe for work so sometimes we'd forget very unedited <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot of f-bombs a lot of be- oh, yeah. beers being drank while we recorded and it was a tough one like i remember when we covered the witch's castle and we actually had kelly come in we recorded at like seven in the morning on a sunday yeah. morning to make sure to get this because we wanted her to be there um and none of us realized how deep the the content was going to be because the murder i mean the uh the witch's castle is so closely related to the murder of Sh- what is it shonda share 
Shanda, oh Lord, I feel bad now. Um, but yeah, the murder of that girl back in 1996, no, 94, 93 or 94, I forget. But it all happened in Southern Indiana. And um, I, it had happened like the year before I moved to Kentucky and you were too young. And so when I posted, I had a lot of friends that I went to high school with that was, forgot that I didn't show up till my sophomore year. And they're like, how do you not remember this? This was all over the place. But it was messed up, man, just reading that yeah. story. And we had a lot of people um, reach out to us and kind of thanked us for kind of revisiting that and um, putting that back on the radar. Yeah, and, it, and it had like. been buried. And then, like, I think a year later, um, I think the cold case got reopened or something like that. I don't think that was because of us. But they did start, like, reinvestigating some of it. Uh, some of it, yeah, because um, all three of the girls went to prison, um, but two of them got out really early, and then I'm pretty sure the main girl got let out this year. I think she finally got released this That's year. That's what it was. It was so. the, the I'm getting released. It yeah, so it was a really big deal, it. and it was, and we touched on that because she like, she, um, yeah, I don't know. I watched a documentary on it, and it's weird because. She's just a normal. She was like, I was a teen. I don't know what I was doing. And oh my God, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she just looked like a normal person to me. And it's just weird to think she, I mean, they tortured this poor girl and um, things like that. But it was crazy. But also, I wanted to say, like, we both that had. That was the Slenderman girls, right? No. Mm -mm. No, Completely different ones. Different. No, we never oh, got yeah, Slenderman stuff no. was way after the 90s. This was like 93. Oh. Um, no, they just, they were friends kind of friends with this girl and they went driving they went out to the witch's castle and they just proceeded to murder her because i guess she was like trying to date the main girl's like ex-boyfriend or something yeah. and mm -hmm. just it, it's insane man uh, but yeah i don't want to dwell mm. on that but um but yeah and then <laughs> you and i started having so much paranormal stuff happening it was like the floodgates just opened man and it was just like dreams and everything was going on and plus we're in wchq's house there where they have the studio and that's haunted as all get out every day that's super haunted so yeah we had all kinds of stuff but uh I, I before we talk a little bit more about it we do have a couple of wchq people that um did uh, send us in a little bit of fun to uh wish us well on the hundredth episode so i wanted to uh talk about them real quick because of course we've got ed black you know the producer and friend of ours um who got us the gig at wchq uh he's got one for us and then uh a good friend of ours uh that hosted the radio show the metal forge mark and he now hosts the podcast the metal forge so uh, i'm going to share these guys uh little clips uh just wishing us well so here we go hey you blanket huggers this is Ed, formerly from WCHQ 100.9 in Louisville, Kentucky, and I just wanted to take a moment to wish my homie Stefan a very happy 100th episode of Fearscape Podcast. Of course, the podcast had been going for a little while, but we at WCHQ, we liked it so much that we picked it up and made it a staple of the radio station up until the station closed down at the end of 2019. But... Those guys have been going on and doing some great things with the show ever since. So again, guys, congrats on the brand new network of shows that you got going. And again, happy 100th episode. Hey, all you spooksters out there. This is Mark from the Metal Forge, and I want to give a congratulations to the Fearscape Paranormal Podcast for 100 episodes. Keep it coming. Hundreds and hundreds more to come. Awesome stuff to talk about. Thank you guys so much. It's great. 
I love you guys. Keep cranking them out. Make sure you tune into the Metal Forge every Friday at high noon. MetalForgeRadio.com. Mark is over and out. Rock on. All right. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you for that. We love you guys so, so yep. much. Um, we, we loved WCHQ, man. So absolutely so much. Um, they are, are, they are very much missed. Yes. Very, very much. Uh, yeah, and you know, this is part of our story, but yeah, we ended up WCHQ ended up closing its doors, uh, almost a year ago. Um, and, uh, the, the city of Louisville, was sad to lose them that's for sure they were a home to all local and regional music only it was such a great great had such a cool well and just just goes on to say that you know forever wherever you're wherever you are and listening to this show think about those little local radio stations and try to give them some support every now yeah i mean there's some good stuff man absolutely and you know they they gave us fearscape fm and it, it it really um, it changed the dynamic because I was editing two shows. <laughs> like I had to learn how to bust my butt and uh, all this stuff. And we were having a good time. And then uh, right around this time, Brad is when you decided you needed to start up your YouTube channel. We what? But yeah, Somewhere. you needed some time off and wanted to go kind yeah. of explore your own stuff. And uh, that's when we decided to bring Josh along for the ride um, to kind of take over for what? Just about two months left with Fearscape FM. Um, you didn't get to do much with Fearscape FM. No, I, I was no. I, I my first episode was it September or October? Was September, so I was what three months with with WCHQ. Yeah, September, so, October, November, or about, about four months really. So yeah, and, and it was a it was a change for me because Brad, you know, you're such a comedian too, um, and we bounce off each other very but differently Josh. than Josh and I bounce off of each other. So I had to, you know, learn that. Though Josh, for those of you guys who don't know, Josh and I have known each other a very long time <laughs> since like 1994, 95, yeah. um, and so it was kind of fun to kind of revisit that. Um, but yeah, we kept that format going where uh, the podcast and the radio show were the same up until the doors closed um which was a lot of uh like i said it was a lot of fun and we went out for that last um new year's eve like yeah <laughs> craziness man what a crazy crazy ride um but yeah and uh so brad i say to you thank you sir for your years of service <laughs> i you're welcome captain if you ever need me again just wave the flag Oh yeah, we loved man. We loved yeah. having you, and like I said, the show would not have been uh, here without you, man. And I love seeing what you're doing now. Like I said, you guys, you and your wife got your um, YouTube channel, We What, which is an yeah. absolute blast. And I cannot YouTube.com/slash We What We What. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Plus, you're still doing improv, and uh, once Corona stops, you'll be teaching with Improv Five Hundred Two and all man, that jazz. And so stupid Corona, man. Am I right? Corona. Am I right? Uh, so yeah, we actually. Um, so then we brought on Josh, man, and uh, it was it, you know for somebody that doesn't have any experience in theater or radio or any of that stuff, you kind of picked it up pretty quick, and uh, we kind of used our old friendship to kind of uh, find that connection and move yep. it forward. And uh, I was grateful because you picked up doing what brad was always doing so i still didn't have to research so i really liked it 
<laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. And when you leave and Santosh becomes my new co-host, he's uh. going to do the research too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The never-ending cycle of co-hosts. <laughs> and then when Santosh leaves and my sister becomes my new co-host, she's going to mm. do the that- research. That's why you moved to Arizona. It's all That's a setup. Right. It's all set up. It's all set up. No, um, but they're yeah, going to be known as known as the Fear Hearts. The, the Fear, Fear Hearts. Fear Hearts. <laughs> That's our freaking wrestling tag team name. Oh, my sister would kick some butt, man. Taking it. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's yours. It's yours. Um, but yeah, um, but one of the things that I wanted to do before we get into the era with Josh is, is talk about, because we have longtime listeners, Victoria Wagner. She is just amazing too. She is a hardcore listener, sent in some well wishes. Hey, Fearscape. It is one of your favorite nerds, Victoria. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment and say congratulations on the hundredth episode. You guys are rocking it. Honestly, from the day you guys started up until now, you have grown tremendously, and I love every episode I listen to. Um, For those who may not be as familiar with Fearscape, I highly recommend that you check out some of my favorite episodes, uh, The Haunted Bardstown, Native American Creatures, The Time Traveler, it's a two-part podcast, so make sure you check out both and uh, the Mothman. Uh, anyway, again, guys, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Can't wait to send another congratulations on your 200th episode. Keep it up. Thank you, Victoria. And uh, Victoria, eventually, I swear we're going to have you on the show with your dad because she said her dad has some crazy stories from the military. And of course, we'll be having my sister on now that I'm out here. And she, of course, has some crazy story about ghosts. Just don't ask her about aliens. Well, we're going to. But we're going to. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, um, one of the things, like as much as I want to say, hey, Josh, the the direction that we decided to take is what um, changed everything and really pushed forward the success that we had making it a business and and doing those things like that. I also want to give a shout out to our friend Keith Age. Um, I feel like Keith Age really helped us. Um, Keith, you know, was one of our early guests. I think maybe, I don't know, it, it, it was maybe five or six shows into your tenure. Yeah, correct? I want to say like mid-October. Yeah, it was pretty early on and it was still on Fearscape FM. And uh, Keith was actually someone that I admired. He's the original rock and roll ghost hunter from the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society and, you know, all those sci-fi channels like children of the grave and, and all that stuff. Uh, anything Waverly out there usually has Keith in it. So when I contacted the Louisville ghost hunter society, I was like, Hey, we'd love to have somebody come out here. And Keith was like, Oh yeah, well I'll come out. And I'm like, wait, what? what, what Keith? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Keith came out and um, did an interview with us. And we had, <laughs> we had a blast. I mean, this yeah. dude, We just connected and he has now not only become a mentor, but he has become a very, very good friend. And uh, he has like just, he's taught us a lot. He's taught us how to 
uh, you know, just how, how to mingle and, and like meet new people and how to talk to these people that are in this industry and, and how to, uh, I don't know, just further the business and marketing side of things. Um, he's really taught us a lot about the paranormal community at large. And, uh, I I just, I think a lot of success, I'm going to say a lot of it, I owe to him. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he's, he was, uh, you know, a lot of the guests that we've had on the show have been instrumental without Keith. I don't know that we would have gotten them when we got them. Um, and he just really has been, uh, you know, uh, like you said, a good uh, guide in helping us uh, uh, open up a lot of doors. So thanks yeah, a lot, Keith. I mean, he helped us get Andrea Perrin, uh, you know, the daughter from the original Conjuring movie, the actual family member there. We got... Um, Ken Gerhardt and Jeff Mudgett from, you know, H.H. Holmes's great, great grandson. I mean, just person yeah. after person, uh, Santiago, I'm looking at you, Mary Dees Hampton. I'm looking at you. Like we had a lot, he's even helped us, you know, with my other podcast, Mistress of the Dark, getting us some folks on there and he's nonstop, yeah. man. And, uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later when we talk about the network, but I mean, he's instrumental in that too. Um, but I wanted to just take a second and, uh, Keith sent us a little something as well to wish us a happy hundred. Hey guys, this is Keith H from the sci-fi channel. Wishing Fierce gave a 100th happy anniversary episode. Anything you listen to on here is gold, so keep up the good work. I'll see you on the dark side. Thank you, Keith. I love you, buddy. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh Um, But yeah, we have had some amazing guests, including you, Santosh. Like, we've had you on a number of times. (laughs) It has been a ride. Um, one other guest that we had on that we hope to have on again, though, is the theologian and, uh, you know, he is our, our good buddy and, uh, he sent us some well wishes as well. So before we get into talking about, uh, all the stuff that, uh, craziness we did with Santosh, check this out. Hi, this is the theologian wanting to wish the spooky crew a happy 100th episode. So yeah, Santosh, we've had you on a couple times and like just we talked about injured cold and all of this kind of goes back to hellier. I have to say and the reason I'm adding you into this is because this is also something that changed the dynamic of the show um, is when I watched hellier. All of this goes back to Brad, too. When Brad and I did the episode on the Kentucky Goblins, if you'll recall, um, one of the things we kept coming across was this new show getting ready to drop called Hellier that dealt supposedly with the Kentucky Goblins. And I was like, "Uh, but it looks like some sort of like stupid ghost hunting show. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) But I ended up watching it. I was very hesitant on watching it. Yeah, well, I ended up watching it and I fell in love with it. And by the time I finally watched it, the second season was already out. And I was like, Josh, you got to watch this. And uh, Josh watched it and was like, oh, my God. And I was like, Santosh, you got to watch this. Brad, you got to watch this. Lance, you got to watch this. Trisha, you got to watch. I mean, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, got my, my, I got my wife to watch it. Now, granted, she was like, eh, I don't know. I mean, it seems a little hokey. but Yeah, <laughs> most of the people did. But I know that, Santosh, you latched onto it the same way we did. And it created a Facebook chat that has been ongoing now for quite some time between the three of us here. And we had you on first, I believe on the injured cold episode. Is that right? Was that your first episode? No, it was the high strangeness episode. Oh God. That was during Mm -hmm. Brad's time. Yes. I forgot Mm -hmm. about that. Oh yeah. I remember. 
Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah, we had you on talking about high strangeness and talking about that case with the three women in Kentucky. And then, that yeah. That was my last episode I was on. Really? That was the last that one? That was, was my it? last one, yeah. The Santa scared you off. It, it wasn't I'm the one that turned you on it. Good to yeah. know. <laughs> Santosh came on. I'm like, look, there's don't worry. I, like, I, I was just as much a destructive force for that play at the end of the day, too. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> thanks, Twelve Steps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we had you on uh, with Injured Cold because we had been talking to you all about Hellier, and of course, Hellier deals a lot with Injured Cold. At that point, we all read Visitors from Lanulos from Woody Derenberger, and we had been wanting to talk about. Uh, we had already done the Hellier episode, is that correct? Yep. Yeah, so yeah we we'd that, already done our review, if you will, on Hellier. Which, um, at the point, was like one of our highest rated episodes. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. Hellier actually really helped us get numbers, too, because it was hot at the moment. <laughs> right. It was hellish hot. It was hellish hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we had that and we had Santosh come on and that got us obsessed. And this is when the show really started taking a sharp right turn into ultra terrestrials and extraterrestrials and uh, essentially X-Files type stuff, man. Yeah. We started reading all of John Keel's books. Like, yeah, right behind you. Um, reading John Keel's books and just really kind of moving towards this a lot. Even the three of us took a trip out to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to look for the Mothman. I'm um, so jealous of that. Oh, it was so much. Fun. It was an amazing trip. I mean, it was just, crazy, man. The domes were insane. Um, dome chants were dome insane. Dome chants were still insane. on Spotify, by the way. You guys can uh, get stream that for yeah. free. Dome chants. I want to do a spooky free. adventure. We will, we will, because uh, we're talking about trying to make this an annual trip for sure, because uh, there's a lot we still want to explore. Um, yep. But we met some amazing people and just, God, I mean, the show has just been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, like Keith, and it seems like every every guest that Keith gets us, it, it, you know, while we're theorizing and, and putting on our, our, finally putting on our aluminum foil tin hats, um, you know, type things, you know, like all of a sudden we're becoming those guys. It's like the guests we talk to are all of a sudden sharing the same theories as us. Yep. Would you say that Keith is your theory godmother? He is my theory godmother. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but Josh, I mean, this is, this is, I want to speak to you and let you take the mic for a minute and talk about how this has changed you spiritually. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, you know for everybody who probably knows by now who listens to the regular show I was uh, you know raised up in the uh, Southern Baptist Church and so I, I really sharply moved away from that um, pretty much towards the end of high school and and finished it out and and wasn't really sure kind of where I sat on things but um, but yeah over the last probably year to year and a half especially since joining the show. Um, I've really taken a shift towards uh, kind of where so I, I consider myself a humanist now, which is basically uh, humans can do it all. We don't need a higher power to do it for us. Humans can do it. And so I've really been exploring what that means, what that means for humans can do it. You know, mm -hmm. the, the complexity of the fact that our bodies, our bodies can heal, can heal itself. You I know, mean, that's, that's in, intense and a lot of things that people just kind of scoff over, but the fact that if you cut yourself, 
your body will stitch itself back together without your aid. I mean, we put band-aids on it just to keep the bacteria from getting in there, but your body will do it all. It's all the any... stuff that we take for granted. We don't think about yeah. all of a sudden becomes beautiful. And so when you think about that and you think about what else can we do that we haven't really teased out. And so that's where I'm going to, I'm going to, huge right here okay <laughs> santosh uh you have been a huge part of my journey over the last uh six months to a year uh your insight on things your guidance on things uh basically you are my uh, wikipedia of the mind and so <laughs> uh, i know at any point in time i can go into our facebook chat and say hey what do you think about this? And you're going to give me an honest answer and it's exactly what I need to hear. So, and you totally need thank to you for tagline that. that on any webpage or anything you have Santosh Wikipedia of the mind. Wikipedia <laughs> of it. the mind. It's like when I was the um, group conscious for happy gas and uh, yeah, now yeah, I'm the yeah. morale officer for my French manila fam. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, if I can, if I can figure it out and work out the time, you know, I, I totally want to take one of your courses, the, uh, psychic sleep hour um, and, and oh those sessions yeah well that's ongoing on Sundays and hopefully other stuff will be in the works about that but but yeah I mean uh, you know it, it's uh, I've got to figure out a way to get my kids to leave me alone while you're doing that because obviously you're supposed right. to be you know. well it's fun for me but, because you know Santosh and I we've been friends you know almost as long as you and I have been friends Josh and Santosh and I have been on a parallel path for a long time spiritually and it's fun to see your path all of a sudden to the right of us all of a sudden too, trying to catch up. And you're hitting a lot of the things that years and years and years ago we experienced for the first time. And it's like, it's, it's nice to see nostalgic fondness. Yes. It's so great to see somebody experience (laughs) it for the first time. I'm like, Oh, I remember the first time a ghost punched me in the face. (laughs) Right. I remember when I was so worried that I couldn't stop lucid dreaming and astral traveling and I'd never get another good night's sleep again. And you just came up with that one. I was like, oh God, I remember that. I remember my first night of Night Hag held me down and just kept smacking me and choked me and scratched me across the face. (laughs) (laughs) Tied me up and that's why I learned knots now. It's like, Brad, all your crazy Night Hags. Jeez, man. I'm... I'm, I was scared to sleep for about two months. It was scared getting pretty intense for a while, man. Yeah. Go back, yeah. you know. The aliens. Which, by the way. Were awful as a child. Like the night hag. Like, I don't do night hags anymore as a phenomena. I've worked on that in myself. But, God, I remember that was some of my most terrifying memories as a child. I highly yeah. recommend everyone to go to SoundCloud and type in Fearscape Paranormal Vault to go back and listen to all of our old episodes and listen to all of Brad's creepy catch up. Cause it's nightmarish. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, you know, and I, I have, I have only had one night hag, so I'm not an authority by any means. So then I'm but, not you know, doing some... my job. I need to send more. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, one of the things that I, that I said to Stefan a few months ago was to not assume that the night hags are there to do harm. Um, and so Stefan, you actually tried that, right? You had a night hag where you've like consciously asked, you know, in, interacted with them. Yeah. And then it touched um, my cat and weirded me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, is this code? 
No. <laughs> is that a euphemism? My cat all of a sudden got black eyes, like a black eyed children, and was just like, oh. and I was like, <laughs> but um, but then I, I, you know, in the one night hag that I had, I I had the conscious thought to ask and interact with them, and so, you know, I'll, I'll say this to you, Brad, if you have them again, maybe try not to get all freaked out initially. So funny story. And, Okay. I listened to uh, your all's episode where you threw out that theory that <laughs> maybe you can actually like communicate with them. And uh, that's when they sparked back up again for me. And I tried that, but I think I tried with the wrong one because things went <laughs> awful. It, uh, it, it was the one I told you about Stefan where that figure was above my wife and she woke up like sensing mm, it. Right. Your wife experienced it for the first time. Yeah. And it was because I, I went into the experience and I was trying to like move and communicate with it. And then it like, it noticed me noticing it and was like, you know what? I'm gonna go over to her. I was like, nope, get away from her. Go away. That's that was... my baby. <sighs> one I don't day, know, but one yeah, day, you've, Josh, always had, you've always had very, very different types of night hags where I've had yeah. pretty similar. Mine tend to be short with long arms. And though I have had the tall ones and stuff like that, but you've had them in robes. Like, yeah. and all kinds of the weird aliens, stuff, the wolves, yeah. the wolves were the coolest. The wolves the one, one, that wolves. was a cool story. Yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Maybe it's because I'm gay and I'm used to having hags around that I'm not suffering as much as you all are. <laughs> Night hag. Night. I, I, girl, when do you think we go dancing? <laughs> <laughs> So Steph- and that's the episode, folks. Turn in next week for episode one hundred and one. Got me. What's so, Stefan, Stefan, your uh, your description of your night hags. Uh, I finally realized what what I think about when you describe them, and that's the uh, xenomorphs from uh, Young Justice. Mm, yeah, yes. show for that sure. Because sense. I I tell mm-hmm. you what I think of, and I wonder if this is where some of it comes from is they remind me of like Banta black versions of the Morlocks from the time machine movie from the fifties and sixties or whenever it came out. Um, Cause that's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it is, it's like that. It's like this long black hair, you know, but I can't see anything but red eyes and teeth. And then these long monkey arms, like, ah, it's creepy, but you know, they're not the only ones I've had the ones just standing in their big tall ones. And the ones floating you- over your face. Ugh. Would you say that, because Stefan, you know the old story of mine, the one that was smoking a cigarette and staring at me, mm-hmm, the and one since it was, I would call it a Vanta Black kind of thing, I was like, I wonder if that falls under the category of night hags. I would say yes, because they, if you've, once again, I highly recommend people watch this documentary called The Nightmare. Um, I think it's on Tubi and stuff now. Um, but yeah, they talk about that, that there are different sizes, different shapes, different things, but they are all similar a lot of times in that sense that they're like vanta black but you can see their like red eyes and just different so, things in england i had two will-o'-the-wisps attack me but it, mm. i think it was just night hags as that because they were little glowing balls of light that would go through my body wow. so two yeah so two yeah. um two previous theories one on this show and one from a long time ago that i'm going to mix together to as a proposal here new and improved yep <clears throat> so one of the things that i said a, a couple of uh months ago is that uh the the ghosts uh or 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 uh or entities that we interact with as ghosts um are really uh non-form they just take on whatever form 
Uh, they need to to interact with wh- whoever they're interacting with. And so um, potentially that uh, Santosh, Stefan, uh, Brad, we're all in the same room. We all see a figure. We could all see the same figure differently mm-hmm. because of how that thing needs to interact with us. Right. Like so that's, uses- that's one like it uses our memories to form it. Our memories are conscious to, to interact with us. So take that. Fast forward to no, I'm not a time bender. Time fast bend. forward to tonight. <laughs> fast forward to tonight. Um, when I talked about my uh, my meditation, where I said that lanyolosians are uh, globulous beings that don't really have any physical form, and they are black vanta black beings. Mm, Could they? <laughs> could they be night hags you know just, they're they're could they could be they could be malintented uh lanulosians just the same as they're well and i find it funny that you know a lot of times when people say that they've seen a demon in their house it it's it, it almost feels like a waking version of a night hag because they always tend to be they're like i just saw this black figure which santosh do you remember the black hooded figure at fourth street that used to walk through the kitchen past the bathroom oh well, god that one that place was so haunted that's the tuxedo guy that i'll never forget yeah god like, that place was so only haunted. only experience of true terror seeing one of those things float up to the ceiling Mm-mm-mm. but yeah um yeah you you know you just who knows who knows very very interesting but yeah i mean a lot of times we're on a, we're on a quest well, to, we're on a quest to know so i we agree are. with you that they're amorphous things non-corporeal and with interacting with the medium of 3d are also perceptually different to different viewers. Yep. I'm right there with you. Yep. Uh, but to swing this back around, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, this experience <laughs> of Hellier and all that stuff has kind of like guided how we ask questions to our guests as well and how we approach yeah. a lot of the topics that we, because even, you know, we just have a list of topics that goes back to when Brad and I first started curating a list of topics. We'll just randomly still pick a topic and then find connections these to use a hellier word a synchronicity on the things that we're already into i mean you know when we got to one of the coolest things we got to do and we did not do this through keith we did this one ourselves but was to get alan greenfield on the show for a two-part episode who you know wrote secret cipher of the euphonauts and um is a big part of the whole terry wrist myth and uh hellier and things like that and talking to alan changed everything for me in terms of how i perceive everything paranormal for sure well talking to andrea was the oh precursor. andrea started that yeah she was the prequel series because she didn't even want to talk about the parent family haunting she was like yeah 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 this happened read my book let me tell you about aliens <laughs> yeah <laughs> she so. was so great man but yeah you're right uh, her theories were things that we had already thought about yeah I mean, that's the one thing I'll say, and I feel like I say it all the time, and listeners are probably tired of hearing it, but um, every guest that we have on, we click with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, you know, and we are immediately, um, uh, you know, friends. We, you know, we, we, find, we find each other on whatever the social media is, where we become friends with each other. Uh, we feel comfortable talking to and connecting with each other. So, um I think that's a tell, right? That we are on the right track. That, that, yeah, that something is working. I think so. the biz- biggest example of that is Jeff Mudgett. I mean, this is a guy that did not want to do an interview, 
in any way, shape or form. He was kind of done doing interviews. History Channel kind of screwed him and he was just tired of talking about it. And Keith was like, no, seriously, trust me, these guys are great. And when the man gets done, he says it's one of the best interviews he's ever had. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, it, it kind of reinvigorated him. And that was like, that made my day for sure. Um, and it was really, really neat. And, you know, he said, you boys ask the hard questions, but they're good ones. And that was, that made me yeah. feel good. And, and, that, and that's the tell. I mean, that's something that even Brad and I started in the very, very beginning which was make this thing the best thing possible by actually putting in the damn work. And, yep. um, you know, we hear that a lot. You know, you guys just heard Longhorn Paranormal last week, and they talk about that too, that that's what separates them from a lot of ghost hunting troops is the work, the hard work that they put into it and busting their butt to be as scientifically accurate as possible. Whereas we, we try to visit things from so many different angles and not be afraid to share our viewpoints, which some of it tends to be taboo. So. Well, and sometimes we share our uh, skeptical viewpoints too. For I mean, sure. You know, yeah. We're not, There's been we're not things all that in you the bucket, and I have been so. boy on the opposite side of things. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, like that, you know, Alan Greenfield um, really opened some doors for us. It kind of gave us uh, a bit of um, respect, I guess, in, in the podcasting paranormal community. Um, yeah. Because uh, the boys from Hellier listened to that um, episode and responded to us on Twitter and things like that. And eventually we contacted Connor Randall and um, who was just absolutely phenomenal and agreed to come on the yep. show. And we got to have him come on the show and uh, just, and he was so, I'm so thankful for him sharing that out. I mean, that episode's one of our top episodes and um, that was just recently. And I had to postpone it for weeks because I got sick, you know? Yeah. But even talking I mean, to but, him and sharing our theories with him and he was totally okay with us sharing our theories with him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean it's I, I think at times he was like mm, I hadn't thought about that before, you know, and you know and, and to call out another guest that we had on uh that that came, that really reached out to us after our first uh Great Day Alive interview which is uh Vashti Oh, Vashti. Um, God, and, I love and, Vashti. We were supposed and, to have her on a second time, but you know, she had some stuff going yeah. on. Uh, but, yeah. but I mean, you know, but so I mean, so much of what Vashti had to say about uh, aliens and, and entities and that sort of thing really, ag again, just, you know, synced up with the stuff that we were That's already talking and thinking all about. Did. So. Andrea Santiago Cirillo, like his stuff synced up. Mary D. Hampton stuff that she was into. She, like she it just all fits that and it continues that way. And Hellier, I have said it a million times. Hellier was this um, jump off. Uh, thing yeah. it just I don't know and and it's actually you know when we have gone back to um, hauntings and things like that it, it's it's only strengthened it it's really really yeah. interesting it's really really interesting I well guess. and you you start to you start to find a lot of parallels uh, between haunting experiences and mm -hmm. UFO alien experiences and so it's almost it's almost impossible now for me to look at those things as uh separate um topics yeah it's really just all the phenomena 
Yeah. It, I, even then, talking to Ken Gerhart, and not my cousin, um, the cryptids and how cryptid Joe Perdue talking to him, how all of this is connected. And then finally, which this episode's not out yet, I believe it's coming out next week, but we got to talk to uh, NASA astronaut Ken Johnston. Yeah. Oh boy, talking about the stuff that he has physical proof of moon like right. pictures and stuff from you know like people on the moon and stuff he was in charge of that entire archive and he snatched that stuff up as soon as the mib was rolling right you know yeah. it was like so that one i can't wait for everybody to hear that episode i mean he he lays it down well, and tells us the real deal i'm still waiting for you to go to his house in new mexico so okay I know, how long until the mib shows up for you guys uh well oh, it's not, <laughs> they've already joke. been around they've yeah, already got been. after you too uh, if y'all want to go back and listen to the mothman episode and hear us talking about how scared we are of the mib you can, you can well after after my uh you know i, I shared this with stuff in santosh today but after my um my two meditation things this you know past week and a half i've had a bunch of just random calls that call and i answer and i say hello hello and they just they just disconnect after nine seconds i wish i had that because all mine are like that extended yesterday. warranty is is, is up <laughs> that. The extended warranty is the mib yeah <gasps> I mean, that's the, well it the other one is. is is um did you know you can pay off your student loans for free and i'm like that's that it mib but i mean i i still get those too like i still get those yeah. warranty calls and the student loan calls but these are just nothing just no dead clicks, air for nine nothing, seconds. No clicks, no clicks nothing. Just what you just should dead do, air. What you should do is get one of those, those call yeah, recorders where it records the calls and then put them all together and push the gain up on that as far as you can <laughs> and see if you can hear something. See if I can hear something. Maybe you just hear your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you or Josh, anyone you know yeah. suffered from mesothelioma? <laughs> Josh, are you sleeping? Wake you up, buddy. Me. Uh, but no, I want. <laughs> would you like to join a class action lawsuit? <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Um, yes, I would. Well, one of the last things I want to talk about is uh, so after two years, it's been two years. So after two years and a hundred episodes, one of the greatest accomplishments I feel like that we accomplished more than anything is creating the Fearscape Media Network. Yep. When you know when I in a, in in when I joined the show, uh, you know I think the show was a part of the Destination Nation Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, shout out to those guys for for having us involved. Uh, you know, back to when before I joined the show, we were Brad, Brad and Stefan. Um, but uh, as we started to grow um, and as we were shifting gears a little bit, we felt like um, we wanted to kind of move away and start our own thing. And uh, it was always I think a dream of Stefan's is to <clears throat> to kind of have that going. And so, yeah, we, yeah, that um, was something that started back with Brad and I, I mean, we talked about it pretty early on about wanting to have our own network for sure. Yep. Yep. So, that. so, so now we have, you know, the, the Fearscape media network in, in, in cooperation with again, Keith age. Right. Yeah. And that's why uh, I said, Black we would bring him back up. It's interesting because Josh and I had been seriously talking about it because Lance and I, uh, my buddy Lance Wayne, the man with no name, him and I started the uh, Misters of the Dark podcast. We used to do a DNN podcast called Unhappy Campers, and uh, we wanted to uh, create something new but similar. And so we started Misters of the Dark, um, which is fun. There's a little bit of fiction mixed in with it while we review movies and books and the like. And uh, so we had two podcasts there. I had that idea for Tales for the Fearscape, and I was like, 
you know, we really need to do this. And then one day Keith, who always calls us up at like nine 30 at night, he's like, he like texts you and he says, call me. Um, and you're like, well, it's Keith age. I better call him. And, uh, you know, and he's just shooting ideas. Well, this was one of them that he wanted to take his production company, which was black leather productions and, uh, wanted to kind of merge that with, uh, this idea for, uh, we already have our company Fearscape media, and uh, kind of create uh, what started out as just kind of a Facebook group, kind of like a, just kind of a, an area where we could all share things and share all the podcasts that we had at the moment. And then it kind of legit turned into a full-fledged network. We ended up getting um, a podcast from Ray Robinson called Unsensitive. Uh, Lance Wayne now has a new podcast with a friend of ours, Sam Tui, called uh, The Antagonist, an all-villain podcast. Um, you ended up hooking up with a dude uh, internationally, who we have now, yeah. correct? Yeah, based in the uh, based in the UK, Mark L. Watson. Uh, his show is uh, Peer Behind Peer Beyond the Veil. Uh, it's a, it's a spectacular show. He, you know, he it's a good it's a good format. He interviews um, authors and and uh, folks that have been on TV and all that kind of stuff, and uh, talk about all things kind of paranormal and spooky. So it's a good show. And we've got, we've really gotten a lot of interest from other people as well. So yeah, we've got um, a number that are coming out, and I actually got my first uh, the Tales from the Fearscape did indeed come out. That you know, it's a monthly podcast, and got to uh, you know get that out there. We've got some new ones coming out. We've had some people reaching out to us already, uh, wanting to kind of restart some older podcasts and the like, um, as well as we kind of you know we were able to merge our YouTube shows, which we haven't talked about at all. We do a show called Fearscape Unhinged, as well as Paranormal Tech. Um, you know where we you know just kind of on. Fearscape Unhinged, we just kind of let loose and kind of talk about stuff like yeah, deep space. We're, we're unhinged. So. Yeah, we're unhinged talking about conspiracy stuff. We talk about ancient civilizations and uh, the like, which is fun. And then reviewing uh, a lot of this. Keith's usually like, hey, I got this new camera that's come out. You want to try it out for me? And you're like, hell yeah. And so you end up reviewing these new pieces of paranormal tech that he lets you borrow. And so that's kind of fun. Yeah. So. You know, and, and uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it it's been for me it's been an amazing year um for me you know um uh to be a part of this and uh i'm really looking forward to what uh this is gonna sound cheesy but what the future holds this is the man with no name lance wayne co-mister of the dark just wanting to congratulate the spooky crew on 100 episodes and while you're here why not check out the misters of the dark podcast right stefan Hey, this is Ray Robinson, host of the Unsensitive Podcast. Just wanted to wish a happy 100th anniversary, 100th episode anniversary for Fearscape. We're part of the Fearscape team ourselves, and uh, you guys are the flaghead of uh, the whole system here. So you guys do a wonderful job. Enjoy listening and keep up the great work for another 100. Right. Yeah, like I, I said. super proud of what this turned into. You guys did amazing. Yeah. yeah and uh thank you kudos you guys and i'm anxious to see you know we've got santosh's podcast is coming i swear to god and uh we've got <laughs> you know we've got <laughs> other ones that are on the they're on the wire and there's some good ideas that are coming and i just feel like this time next year we're going to be this full-fledged network of podcasts and youtube shows um from all over the spectrum uh just I, i'm just so excited to see um, you know, just a shout out, go to fearscapemedia.com. See all the stuff that we've got shows that are already on 
hit that Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Fearscape Media. That's also uh, the uh, yep. Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Or join the group, the Fearscape Media Network fan group. Like, there, there's so much cool stuff on there all, all the time. And uh, our, you know, our fans are sharing stuff, too, and it's a lot of fun. We've had some people asking some legit questions on there, man. Like, uh, yep. I don't remember who it was, but somebody got on there was like, what was your craziest experience? And it just was like, like just a floodgate of people sharing these ghost stories and just crazy stuff, man. Like I, I just, I love the community that we are in building. Yeah. As I say, this is a, so the next, the next big shout out, I, I think is to you as the listeners, because if you weren't listening, <laughs> we wouldn't be where we are. So right. uh, to everyone who listens, to everyone who shares, to everyone who is going to give me the greatest birthday present in the world next year with a bunch of reviews um, <laughs> and, and, and YouTube subscribers. Um, but no, really, I mean, you all are, um, are, are the reason that enable this to continue to happen. I mean, I, I look at the podcast as like, um, my audio journal for the things that I'm thinking about, but you all, uh, you all graciously listen to what we have to say and, and not only listen, but you respond, you Interact. reach out to us in email and on Facebook and Instagram and so on and so forth. And Send you share your, your thoughts, and, yeah. you know, it's just it, it, like Stefan said, it is a, we are a community of uh of freaks <laughs> in a good way um and uh and we really enjoy um sharing each other's uh stories and viewpoints and 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 uh and and supporting everybody and so again a uh, huge huge thank you uh to everyone who's been listening from the beginning to the person who this is their first episode right and um, uh, you know i want to give but, a shout out to brad you know for coining the phrase of our fans the blanket huggers Y'all my blanket huggers. Yeah, I mean, Brad's the one that came up with that, you know, hold your blankets extra tight and, you know, naming them blanket huggers. And they love that. They love being called blanket huggers. We we even got a T-shirt out there with, you know, blanket hugger on there. And And uh, Brad's hatred of your creepy catch-up music has spurred you on to keep making that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm I'm just an igniter. I ignite great ideas to continue. Boom. Bye, y'all. Bye, He's your muse. (laughs) Brad yeah, is your I love, muse. love, love. I, I want to reiterate what Josh was saying is thank you so much to our fans, our blanket huggers. And, uh, you know, you guys are out there sharing this and talking to people and buying T-shirts and helping us, you know, and sending us PayPal and, and all kinds of stuff to help us go and move and continue to move forward and be bigger and better, uh, which is also now helping out the entire network. It helps us, you know, get... Yeah ads for the antagonists and unsensitive and and peer beyond the veil and all of that helps us show people all of that because of your wonderful support so thank you guys so much it has been for me one hell of a ride for two years 100 episodes like (laughs) just love it man. this is almost starting to sound like a telethon though so i think we ought to start wrapping things we are we are because what i want to do donation helps yeah i want to (laughs) quickly move to our listener story um so we can uh knock that puppy out of the park this one uh um, comes cruelty to animals come on now cruel <laughs> so cruel your ghost cat is very disappointing <laughs> <laughs> disappointed ghost cat out. new band name. another new band name this never gets old it never ever gets old 
Uh, so this listener story actually comes from a woman named Charlene. She's from my home state of Ohio. Um, she sent this in a couple months back and um, we didn't get a chance to get around to it till now because of COVID-19 and just everything else that we had going on. Uh, but I've asked my wife to per, uh, perform this. She, you know, she's not normally an actress or anything like that, but you know, I asked her to do this. So she's going to be portraying Charlene in this story. Hello, my name is Charlene and I'm from Ohio. Back in February 2014, I saw a black, tall, male-like shape in my bedroom after we had gone to my brother-in-law's funeral in West Virginia. Since then, I've slept in our guest room or in the living room because I'm too nervous or scared to sleep in my bedroom. I still feel uneasy in there, and nowhere else in my home do I feel that way. Before this event, nothing like this has ever happened to me. My brother-in-law was a cool guy and prankster, so I think maybe he is messing with me from the afterlife. I don't know. I've also wondered if something other than my brother-in-law followed me home to the Columbus area from the cemetery in West Virginia. Not sure if I'll ever know. Thank you for listening. So we've, wow. we've had a few listener stories where they've talked about visiting a uh, cemetery or a graveyard and something following them home. And you just said exactly what I was thinking, Brad. What did you say? Attachment. Yeah, attaching itself to her. And uh, I've talked to her a little bit more. And yeah, it's like this is ongoing, especially, you know, when she goes into that bedroom, you know, and that's where it attached and I guess decided to hang out, you know. Uh, or, or has it been there the entire time and the death of her brother has somehow opened her mind to see it? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like I wonder how close she was to her brother-in-law. So, um, and then, you know, if he's, you know, in the afterlife is pranking her, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, would I do know. that. I'd be a prankster ghost for sure. And we do know a lot of ghosts are tend to be tricksters, especially if they are intelligent. So. I mean, I'm going to say it again. I know Brad had a bad experience, but because something is scary looking doesn't mean it means you harm. Um, just, you know, just to keep that in the back of your head. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, look at you. That's, that's you definitely have a face <laughs> for radio. That's for sure. And you've got the voice for print. Yep. Voice for print. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, but thank you, Charlene. Thank you so much for sending that in to us. As always, you guys can send in those stories to us to uh, fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send those to us. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter, at fearscapepod, or even the media stuff. You can go to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. On there is a link that says submit a sighting. You can send it in there. We love your stories. We want to read those stories. We're collecting them. We believe and we want to believe you. So thank you so much for the two years of listener stories out there that you guys have been sending into us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much to Santosh and Brad. Thank you both so much for joining us for this hundredth episode. Brad, it's so good to have you back, my friend. Beginning and end. Alpha Omega. Yay. Wait, what do you mean end? Is this it for me? Am I dead after this? Yep. Don't. Ah. 
just seven days. Seven oh. days. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I meant was one to a hundred, whatever. Uh, but, <laughs> but make okay. sure to get Even out 100. there and watch We What and all that stuff. I'm going to give you guys two seconds here to uh, plug any stuff that you got that you want people to check out. Uh, so, Santosh, what do you got going on? Uh, SantoshDavid.com. S a n t o s h d a v i d dot com will we'll, uh, take you to my hub where I'm sort of explaining what I'm doing as an artist right now and the different projects that are attached to that. Awesome. And Brad, what do you got going on? Uh, right now, I have my YouTube channel project, youtube.com slash we what. Uh, yeah, got that. Yeah, check out we what and see this man who's a Kentucky native, never had a damn AL8 in his whole life, him or his wife, experiencing an AL8 for the first time. Blew my mind. Ginger should be drinking ginger <laughs> ale. I don't even get it. AL8's disgusting. You shut your dirty mouth. <gasps> what, do you like Verner's better? Because it is better. <laughs> no, I, don't like, I don't like either one of them. Oh, you just don't like ginger ale, do you? I don't like ginger ale. No. Okay, I was about to say, because if you were about to say you're a Canada dry guy, I was going to make Santa <laughs> the new co-host today. I do like cream. I like cream soda. Is that that's different? It's very, very different. It's not, it's not ginger. Okay, ale. it's not ginger at all, man. It's cream. I like milk. Does that count? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, made of milk. I mean, ginger. Made of it. Ginger is a root, and I like root beer. Does that count? Uh, no, that's uh, root beer sure. is more like licorice root. So, um, but yeah, sarsaparilla. So. Sasparilla. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Sasquatchparilla. But no, check out We What. Um, you guys will enjoy that. Get to Santosh David. Uh, what was it again? Santosh David 333.com. Awesome. Uh, uh, did I mess it up? I'm sure I did. Santosh David.com. Actually, Santosh David. Dot com. Go After to, this is over, I'll tell you why that's extra funny. Okay, go to StephanMessesItUp.com and it'll take you there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go buy that domain right now. How, oh my God. You know, the title of my autobiography. <laughs> mm-hmm. But thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Uh, this has been our hundredth episode, and uh, you know, stick around next week. Hopefully, we'll have Ken Johnston's episode rolling. And check out our Facebook. Check out all that stuff. And this has been Stefan. I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. The truth is out there. This has been Santosh, and I still don't have a goodbye call. <laughs> Can, can, I, can I do the thing? Can I? That's do why it? I'm leaving it for you, man. Yeah, oh, you're last. Yes. I, that's why I jumped in. Yes. You got to hug it, man. You're OG. And this has been Brad. And as always, hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, everybody. Good night. night. Good night. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you. Too much. <laughs> Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. Ha 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 